Trees caress the trees tenderly The trembling trees embrace the breeze tenderly Hello, this is Hilary Robertson. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. Today I'm joined by singer Joe Harrop. What you're listening now to is Tenderly from Joe's critically acclaimed Weathering the Storm album with guitarist Jamie McCready. Joe has a new album out in the autumn and at the end of our conversation you'll hear If I Knew, which is taken from that new album. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Welcome to Harmonious World. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's lovely to to be with you. I'm very excited and I've realised that I've got to stay excited until the autumn when the whole album comes out. I know it feels like a long time away, but the way that the the the, the way that time goes these days, I don't think it's going to be too long. It'll be here before we know it. I think um, it it does seem like a long way off, but it's such a long process from start to finish. So, you, so you've released the single "If I Knew." That's right. So that was the first song that that I wrote for the album. Not really. I mean, I did know I was making an album, but it was just something that kind of came out and I sent it, sent the lyrics across to one of my good friends and music colleagues, Paul Edis, wonderful composer, piano oh, player. Oh, I love his playing. He's amazing. He's also from the Northeast, but we didn't meet until years later in London. So we, when we started working together, we've kind of grown together a lot. So uh, it was somebody who I trusted because I was a little bit shy about sending my lyrics to people. Um, they were very personal, obviously. So I sent them across to, to Paul and, and within 24 hours he came back with this beautiful arrangement and song um, and we had If I Knew and we played it to a few people, to my manager um, at Lateralize and, and he said to me, oh, this is wonderful, we should release this as a single um, and it'll be on the album and everything and, and it kind of opened the door and started the creative process. So we just started to write more and more songs. So there's, there's, there's a few on the album with Paul and then with other people as well. So it kind of started from there. So with everything that was going on with the world and all of the, the sad stories from people, if I knew it seemed like an appropriate song to release for this time because it was a, kind of about loss and regret and, and not spending time with people. But it also, I said, are people going to be able to cope <laughs> with it? Because I can't, I can't listen to it myself without feeling <laughs> too emotional. <laughs> no, and it is, it's a beautiful, well, I mean, it's a beautiful arrangement, but the lyrics are gorgeous. It's a lovely song Thank as well. Thank you. Um, so did, how, did the, how did those lyrics come to you? Did, did you, um, you know, yeah, how did you go about pulling them together? I think it, it was a um, over a few years. Um, I just got into that that this kind of time where, sadly, I kept losing people that were too close to me. My my dad, my stepfather, my stepmom, a friend. Um, you know, all all in a very short space of time, and it was. I just was keep on going, keep on working, keep on working. You know, don't deal with it or anything. I didn't stop, and this lockdown made us all stop and and reflect on things and and luckily we had nice weather so I spent a lot of time in the garden I was I had a lot of thoughts in my head and I just had this this lyric kind of came to me you know if I oh if I if only I'd known that that was going to happen I would have just spent more time with you and and if I knew 
that would be the last time, you know, I would have, I would have held you closer. I would. So it just started from there and it just wrote itself almost because I wrote that down and I just wrote all the feelings that I had suppressed for so long and it kind of flowed out quite easily, but it had been there a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, it was quite, quite from quite a sad place, but it was very therapeutic to actually get it out once and for all. And when Paul put the music to it, um, and we added the strings, all the emotions there. Yes, and I think that it's very much a song of the, you know, what we've all been through in 2020 and, and, and into 2021. Yes. Because I think if we'd all known what we know now, I think we would have behaved differently perhaps in March of 2020. Yeah. And you know we would we would have done things differently we would have all done things either individually personally or corporately as a you know community perhaps we would have done things differently yeah, yeah because we couldn't have known how long this was going to go on and we thought it was a few weeks or something maybe a few months and it just keeps dragging on and we're still not out of it and and I think in in life in general don't we always say you know you put things off because we're all so busy and we always feel like we have so much to do and and we never make time for people. I mean, I, I'm guilty of that. Never making enough time. You know, that regret that you you think, well, you should have spent time with people before they got ill or, you know, while they were around. And, and especially because I live in London now and my family are in the Northeast, you know, it's not easy to kind of travel and everything all the time. So it's, um, but yeah, for, for this time right now, it's, utterly frustrating that people can't get to their families who live in different countries and they haven't seen their families for over a year and it's crazy yeah indeed so how has lockdown been for you you've obviously got two smallish children yes <laughs> then uh seven and nine and um up until a few weeks ago i had three rescue huskies i've now got one very sad um they're quite elderly so um we have quite a mad house so it was okay the homeschooling which seems like ages ago now was so full-on um that was the real shock to the system yeah. <laughs> um and of course devastation at just one phone call after another to begin with cancelling gig after gig after gig everything you'd work for and built up you know I, I, all musicians would say the same it was kind of oh my goodness what do we do um but I think because creative people have this kind of inner drive so many people thought well we're not going to sit around and do nothing we are going to make music we're going to teach online we're going to um do jams online we're going to do interviews we're going to write albums write music and people have done some amazing things so in all of this sadness there's been a huge silver lining I think for people to actually just have that space that creative space to be able to create um think about what they want to do what's important to them and not because we I, I listened to your Rob Loft um interview and I love Rob he's amazing uh his that album's gorgeous but he was saying about you know doing three or four gigs in a day yeah and that's how you have to be as a jazz musician in order to make enough money to survive you have to bounce from one to the next to the next to the next you're exhausted you're surviving on 
nothing and you know like just on empty all the time and um you you just don't stop and make time for that creative process sometimes so in some ways it's actually been a blessing in disguise um and my label were wonderful they said yep yeah, we're gonna go ahead write the album make the album so it's been possible to do that um so yeah i, I do i am looking forward to getting back on the live scene but it hasn't all been bad it's um i've definitely tried to make the most of a bad situation yeah great and that, so that was my next question was going to be gigs what gigs have you got lined up or are you hoping to have lined up well there are a few we have this beautiful um Cadogan hall show which is going to happen on june the 5th which is now jazz on a summer's evening yeah um, yes and this is with lateralized with hamster jazz club in association with jazz fm and Cadogan hall and this originally was going to be kind of this time last year as a bit of an album launch for an, a duets album that I released last year on Lateralize, Weathering the Storm with um, uh, my guitar player friend, another Northeast uh, musician called Jamie McCready. Uh, so that was gonna be our album launch and then it got moved and possibly moved again before it became a Christmas show. <laughs> and then we were gonna move it to March this year. And of course now it's gonna be in June. So it's about five times it's moved. So finally, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be doing that so that's that's going to be really exciting um and then a little duets gig with Jamie down at the Green Note which is a beautiful tiny little place in Camden um very intimate on the 30th of July and a few gigs dotted in between at just little provincial jazz clubs which have always got a really warm welcoming audience so little by little it's building up um you know I, I think it's going to be a slow process but but you know, people are starting to feel like they can trust that they can actually put on a performance and it's not going to get cancelled again. Yes. And I know the 5th of June date has, it sold out so quickly, didn't it? The the actual tickets, because I think there are very few actual seats available. Yeah. But can, people are going to be able to stream it. So that's They can. Good. Yeah, of course, we have to distance everybody to to put everybody in there and obviously people who had tickets from the first time carried over to the second third fourth fifth so it sold out very quickly but um yeah you can live stream from anywhere in the world if you go to the um jazz fm website cadogan hall website or hamster jazz club website i think you can find out how to do that for very low cost and you can you can join us um join us there so it's very exciting it's going to be quite a show there's quite a few different um musicians artists going to be on the same bill as well so you get a, a good variety yeah it sounds like a great gig actually so uh I, I, i'm looking forward to that one yeah um so the 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 single is out now yep the album's coming out in the autumn sometime presumably yep. you're hoping you'll do an album launch gig are you? I hope so. Yeah, we don't. We haven't talked about where that might be or when it might be um, quite yet, but there will be something. Yeah, we've got a few wonderful players on the album as well. So I don't know who will be able to join us and what lineup it'll be or or whatever. But but we'll definitely have something, and I'm sure it'll be in central London. And hopefully, we can think about even touring. You know, that this is something that nobody knows when they're going to be able to get on planes and tour again easily. So yeah. Uh, but I, I think certainly we're we're all hoping that UK artists will be able to play in the UK 
properly in the coming months. And so hopefully that will start to happen. Fingers crossed. Everything crossed. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Well, I look forward to meeting you in person one day. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And and, um, I'm part of a group called Women in Jazz Media. And, you know, we're we're really trying to really foster the talents of of women, especially in the UK, you know, because if we support each other, then, you know, everybody benefits. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like there is quite a lot of support the people have really started to support each other more than ever because all we've really had has been social media and people have had time to check out each other's stuff more than they normally would and and I feel like I feel like there's a good support network actually between the women I think we're starting to pull together more and more and feel much more united I'm seeing it you know I think years ago you know, because I, I was a, a sax player. I, I mean, I am a sax player, but I was a proper professional sax player back in the 80s. And it felt then that there was a bit of competition because so often, I mean, I played in big bands where well, usually I was the only girl. Mm-hmm. And if there were two of us, it felt a bit like this band was being really like forward thinking by having two of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. A band of 25 people, you know. And it did feel a bit more com- competitive, whereas now it feels much more collaborative. It is collaborative. And there's, there is that bit of competition there. Uh, there always will be because it's that kind of business, you know, you, there aren't enough gigs to go around and, and everybody wants to do the same gigs and you, you can't help but look at other people, what they're up to. Because you people only post the good stuff, right? So you, you're looking right. at these things, saying, thinking like, oh, I'm not doing enough. You know, that I think there's always this kind of slight competitive thing because you need it in a way to drive you otherwise you might get complacent but there's also a lot of love and a lot of especially between the women I feel you know like supporting each other and and giving each other that encouragement and and support that like you said it it might not have been there before because there was this feeling of of real competition where you you know like you had to you know that you had to compete because it was a a male-driven world really the jazz world was very especially from a musician point of view yeah kind of male dominated but I don't know there's there's a there's a lot of wonderful women musicians and singers out there who send messages and they come to your gigs and they show the support and and I I feel like it's a lovely community I agree Um, I really do yeah Yeah. and I equally I hope I give out as much support as I'm shown I try to (laughs) <laughs> well we I think we are we are all trying to now I think it's it's really good that's lovely great. thank well, you that's all right it's great to talk to you oh, that was all right <laughs> it was perfect thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> lovely and I'll all see right. you soon have a good evening bye okay, thanks you too bye. Bye, bye bye I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation you can find all of the past episodes of harmonious world wherever you get podcasts please do subscribe And do leave me a review and a rating if you can. I'd love to have a rating. And you can even buy me a coffee. I'm hoping that fairly soon I can do some of these interviews in person and that will be interesting. I'm going to finish now with the end of If I Knew by Joe Harris. Thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World. But what to say for the rest of my day? If I knew
for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.